0: welcome to another episode of you want to watch a podcast where i'll let you know whether or not that movie you're considering watching is worth it my name is gabby and happy february everybody we have somehow made it out of january 2021 which felt like the longest month in a span of months that have just bled into each other but january felt especially long to me So, I'm happy to be out on the other side in a new month, ready to talk about things that I watched in January and things that are coming out in February. For today's episode, I want to try something new for me that I want to do at the beginning of every month, and that is give a sort of a recap of the movies that I watched in the previous month because. Again, I've said this multiple times in this past few episodes, there are so many movies coming out right now that I can't keep track of all of them, one. And two, I am not going to be able to talk about everything that I watch in full detail. So I asked some of my friends who listen to this podcast, Nate, Miguel, Kelsey, thanks for your feedback, um, just to see if This recap idea would be something that anybody is interested in listening to and I got a thumbs up from everybody on that. So I will be giving a few recommendations from my list of movies that I went through in January with their ratings that I gave them and then I will be talking about the little things in full for this episode. So in January, I watched 21 movies that were new to me. I did not plan to watch 21 movies in the first month of 2021, but maybe it's a sign of something. I don't know. If I kept this... Pace of movies for the year, of watching 21 movies a month for the entire year, I would get to 252 movies for 2021, which absolutely is not going to happen because at some point I'm going to get burnout. There's going to be a point where all I'm going to want to do is watch Captain America the Winter Soldier at least three times in a single month. So we're going to hit that point. I already know I'm not going to be able to keep up this pace of 21 movies that are new to me, but it was fun for this month. That's like slightly less than a movie a day, so I was able to get through lots of different types of movies. I started the year off really strong, and I do still plan on doing a full episode about this set of movies, but I started January 1st watching the final movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Return of the King, and I really don't know how I'm going to top that. Uh, This movie is practically perfect. Um, I, again, I want to do a whole episode about me watching this series, but I had never seen any the Lord of the Rings movies until the end of 2020 into the beginning of 2021. And I now have a top four new favorite on Letterboxd. I pulled a movie out of my top four to make room for The Return of the King. I gave it five stars. I gave it a like. If you have seen this movie before and it's been a minute since you watched it, go watch it if you've never seen it. Um, well you would have to watch the other two first for it to make any sense but I recommend you doing that just so that you can watch Return of the King from there I kind of had a hard time with movies I was picking really bad ones not intentionally but I knew the movies that I was picking to watch after that just like weren't the greatest I watched that one Christian singing movie I still believe I gave that one and a half stars it's absolutely not worth your time and then I also watched that Lily Reinhardt teen romance dramatic movie called chemical hearts on amazon prime i also gave that one and a half stars i don't know i don't not a fan of like those teen drama movies anymore i don't think um they just didn't do it for me the drama wasn't enough like i needed them to push it even further for me to get any enjoyment out of it so i would say skip those if for some reason you thought that they might be worth your time One movie that I watched that I still don't know how I feel about it, I still have not given it a star rating on Letterboxd, was Promising Young Woman, which stars Carey Mulligan. This movie has been um, talked about a lot in the press. There's lots of different aspects of controversy surrounding this movie. Um, My biggest problem with it, I guess, for lack of a better term, is the ending. Uh, I still, I think am angry about it and the ending doesn't ruin the whole movie for me like it didn't take it from like something I was willing to give five stars down to one star which has happened to me in movies before but it has taken away my wanting to rate it at all like I I thought this was going to be at least a solid four star movie until the end and now I just don't know how I feel about it period but I am willing to talk about this movie With other people and hear feedback. I did get to talk to somebody, my friend Alec. He watched it and I was kind of able to bounce some of my feelings about it off with him. But I don't know, I don't have enough to like do a full episode on it, but I do think it is something worth talking about and having conversations in small groups and things like that. So if you have seen it or you were planning on seeing it, I would say watch it. And if you've seen it already, come talk to me about it because I do have things to say. I just don't feel like recording it for this podcast. The last movie I want to highlight that I watched in January that I probably won't get around to doing a full episode on at this point is Our Friend, which is the new Dakota Johnson movie. It has Casey Affleck and Jason Siegel in it as well. I gave this movie three and a half stars. I really liked it. Um, if you're looking for something kind of emotional, this might do it for you. I thought it was emotional even though I didn't cry. And I tend to cry pretty easy in movies. And so like this one, I, di- I didn't cry. So I guess it's not that sad. But it does have to do with cancer. So it's sad to a certain degree. I'm just a really big fan of Dakota Johnson. And I think Casey Affleck's a great actor. We. I don't want to talk about his like personal life because I don't feel like doing that. Which is why I'm not going to talk about the entire movie in depth. But acting here it's great all around so if you were thinking about watching that and you want to drop twenty dollars on the rental for it god that's so much money um do it i guess though because it's good so those are just some of the movies that i got through in january that i haven't talked about on this podcast yet so combined with the previous three episodes from this month And then that list, that's almost everything that I watched this month I've talked about. So hopefully there's something there that you might be interested in that you're now willing to check out or convince you to stay away from something that you already didn't think was for you. Now let's move on to the movie that I'm going to be talking about for this episode. And that is The Little Things, which is on HBO Max for the rest of February. And it's playing at theaters right now where theaters are open. Um, It's one of those Warner Brothers movies that's getting a straight to HBO Max release plus theaters at the same time. The Little Things is classified as a neo-noir crime thriller, and it was written and directed by John Lee Hancock. And the basis of the plot is it follows these two police officers who are trying to catch a serial killer. This movie is set in 1990, and the two police officers that we follow eventually come across one main suspect that they think is their guy, and it's how they're trying to investigate and catch their killer. The main draw to this movie is not the plot, even though police officer movies, crime dramas are a very, very popular genre. It's a very popular plot point in TV shows and movies, Um, but the draw to this is not that plot. The draw is our cast. It is led by um, Denzel Washington and Rami Malek as our two police officers. And then, of course, Jared Leto plays our creepy suspect because he's not... It capable of playing literally anything else it seems like these days and these names are honestly at this point some pretty heavy hitters they've all been nominated for oscars both jared and denzel have won oscars in denzel's case he's won multiple and honestly if you put denzel washington in a movie people are going to go see it regardless of the plot so They already knew what they were doing when they cast this movie. They knew that they had the draw. They had the hook. It didn't really matter what this was about. The people were going to come see it because of who was in it. And I think that both was a benefit and a drawback for this movie because I was interested in it because of the cast. But also I do like crime movies. And so I was thinking that because this crime movie was going to have this good of a cast that there was no way that it was going to be any sort of like predictable paint by the numbers, law and order episode type of thing. But um, that's exactly what it was. After I had tweeted that I watched this, I had somebody ask me what my thoughts were. And I said that it exactly what I think it is. It's a really long, drawn out, two hour long, long order episode. And um, that was not taken well. That person was like, oh, that sounds absolutely awful. I'm out. And if that sounds awful to you, then honestly, don't watch this movie already. The movie opens with a scene of this girl who's driving on the highway. And um, she like notices that there's this car driving super like close up behind her. And she starts panicking. And so she starts making some not so great decisions. She starts doing things that you shouldn't do if you think somebody's following you there's multiple t- things I yelled at the TV while I was watching this opening scene because I just wanted I wish she could hear me I wish she was going to make some smarter choices and honestly with that right there already had told me where this was going to go um, I, I knew then how this movie was going to play out every single one of our plot points and like twists I'm putting in quotes is very predictable it's very like following a formulaic structure of how you think a crime movie is supposed to go i don't think that there's anything super interesting being done here which is the really disappointing part because you have denzel washington in your movie and it's very clear that because of the script and how stilted everything is that he's just phoning it in he's not bringing anything to the table that you would expect from denzel washington And we all know Denzel's good at playing a cop. Like we should have all seen training day at this point. We should all know how good Denzel cop is. And here he's playing a like disgraced deputy. He's like working for Kern County, like sheriff department, but he was previously a big, huge detective for Los Angeles. And he ended up having to basically be forced to retire from that position because he had like some falling out from a case that he was trying to solve. And it was a different serial killer case and his involvement to this new case that Rami Malek's character is leading the investigation for is that he's seeing some similarities in both of the cases. And so this is sort of his like redemption chance to solve both, not only this current case, but the ones that have like plagued his past. And even those terms that I'm using right now, like It's so predictable. It's everything you've already heard before, which is just why I'm so disappointed. And then the other problem I have is with Rami Malek's character, and it just felt like they were in two different movies. Like the way Rami chose to play his detective and the way Denzel chose to play his, like they were not in the same movie. Like I don't know what the director told each of them separately. I don't know which versions of the scripts if they were given two different versions with the same lines but like framed ever so slightly that they could both be acting like they were in two separate movies but I don't think their characters like played well together and then we have to wait like 40 minutes into the movie to bring in Jared Leto's character and our first look at him is exactly what you think it is like it's You can only see the back of his like greasy long haired head and then he turns around and he's like deer in the headlights. Like looks very creepy because it's exactly what they want to have happen, but it's just like you knew that's exactly what was gonna happen. There's nothing interesting being done here. And again, I wouldn't mind that because the cast is so good. Like I could take a little bit of a boring dissolve cuts between scenes like I'm watching Law and Order if the acting behind it and the storylines and the dialogue are good I can I'll take a boring movie if I like the rest of the aspects but it was a boring movie and I didn't really like anything else I called basically every single twist in this movie I knew what was going to happen before it happened it's just so predictable and I'm still sad about it like I shouldn't have been able to get every single thing right something should have stumped me at some point I should have been wrong at least once about what I thought was going to happen next and I wasn't and I'm not even saying that to be like oh wow like I'm so good I called this whole movie it's just it's not hard to call the whole movie because it's so basic I've seen a lot of like YouTube videos and clickbaity Reviews online of like explaining the ending of the little things, and you don't need the ending explained. I know those types of things get clicks, but you don't need it explained to you. They explain it like exactly scene by scene, they tell you exactly how it ends. It's there's no mystery, there's no questions, there's no it is open ended, but it's it answers the questions that you were asking. You just don't know exactly how they're going to go about in the future but every question that you might want to ask you get an answer for and i personally think a little mystery is good like i like to know who killers are at the end of movies but i think sometimes if it's done really well that it's fine if you don't know everybody's motivation if not everything gets answered in this movie everything does get answered so i didn't have that great of a time Another aspect of this is that I keep getting promos for this movie. Like I watched this Friday night. It came out um on HBO on Friday and I watched it Friday night. And in the past two days, I've gotten so many YouTube ads of promo clips for this movie. And they're always like combined with these little short headline reviews that say things like it's a taut and suspenseful crime thriller or, It's satisfying. And I'm like, it's absolutely none of those things. I'm sorry, but this is a Criminal Minds episode. It's a Law & Order SVU episode. There's nothing interesting happening here. And it's slightly too long too. Like, I don't think it needed to be two hours. It probably could have done the same thing in like an hour 35. This is sadly my first big disappointment of the year. I was entirely too excited for this movie for how boring and unsatisfying and ended up being for me i only gave it two stars i think if you have hbo max and you do like these actors like and you're fine with it being boring that it might be worth giving it a watch just to see if maybe it like strikes a chord different in you than it does in me but honestly there's so many other good movies that are out right now that you could be spending your time on i i don't suggest spending your time here the next uh theater plus streaming release that hbo has coming is judas and the black messiah which i hope that i am not wrong for being excited about it has uh lakeith stanfield and daniel kaluuya so i mean i think i love lakeith i don't think i not liked him in anything i've seen so If that's the only bright spot of that movie, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna have a good time. So that comes out February 12th. So expect that review in about two weeks. If you're looking for some other things to watch on HBO Max, I recently watched King of Staten Island, which is the like semi-autobiographical Pete Davidson movie, which I ended up liking way more than I expected. Um, I thought I was gonna watch it and like hate watch it, but I had a pretty good time. So I would recommend giving that a watch. They also recently added The High Note, which is um, another Dakota Johnson movie. This one also has Tracy Ellis Ross. I watched that movie last year. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also recently just watched the latest Godzilla movie because they released the new trailer for the Godzilla vs. Kong, one that's coming out in March. Um, I'm not saying I recommend that. I didn't have fun at all, but if you want to watch the new one and you care about godzilla i guess just know that it is on hbo an animated film that is on hbo that i watched that i actually surprisingly liked was spies in disguise which is the tom holland will smith animated movie where will smith's character turns into a bird um that actually is a lot of fun i would recommend that if you had heard about that and were interested in seeing what that was all about again Really, really fun, surprisingly for me, who doesn't enjoy lots of animated movies. The last recommendation I will leave you with is actually a TV show. It's The Flight Attendant, which has Kaylee Cuoco in it. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I probably have. But if so, it's worth saying again, it's one of my favorite shows that I watched in all of 2020. It's so much fun from beginning to end. It's only about eight episodes, I think, so it's not a big, huge time commitment, Uh, it's totally worth it as a side note tv show wise though i tried to watch the first episode of industry on a recommendation from my friend nate and i'm not saying i didn't like it just before he yells at me but i didn't finish the first episode i had to like pause and maybe i'll return to it and also maybe i won't but other people have said that it's good so take that for what you will In next week's episode, I will be talking about Malcolm and Marie, which drops on Netflix this weekend. That has Zendaya and John David Washington. I'm very excited about this. It was one of the first movies that they, um, like all of Hollywood, managed to film and finish right um, after COVID hit. So excited for that. Hopefully I will be rewarded with a great movie. So stay tuned for that review and I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Wanna Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWPod and Instagram at You Wanna Watch.